Hello everybody and welcome back to Witch Fix. Today I am making inroads into my pile of movies that I misguidedly bought over the Christmas period and then didn't get around to watching. Um, this one in particular I was not looking forward to simply because I had an ongoing dispute with the person that I bought it from on eBay who was just a terrible person. So uh, that kind of marred my experience of it. Uh, unfortunately, on top of that, it also wasn't a very good movie. So... Um, We'll just get right into it, shall we? The Wicked is about 140 minutes long and is a certificate 18. I'm going to trigger warn for some child murder and abduction themes, uh, which might be unpleasant for people. But mostly I feel like this movie didn't really need to be an 18. It was mostly, in my view, a 15, aside from some bad CGI gore later in the film. The tagline of the film deserves special mention because it is Ding Dong, the Witch is Alive, which... um is just fun to, to read with your own eyeballs. Now the plot on the back of the box is thus. It's a bedtime story every kid in the small town of Somerset has heard but never believed but this year is different. That's a lot of buts. Seven-year-old Amanda is abducted from her bedroom. Rumours swirl the witch has returned. 18-year-old Zach and his friends decide to sneak into the woods and find the mysterious old house where the legendary witch supposedly lives. They all soon discover that folklore isn't always myth and that bedtime stories sometimes come true. Zach and his friends find themselves trapped in the witch's lair. Is there any escape from the wicked once the spell has been cast? That summary is um, uh, not accurate to the contents of the movie. Um, so I'm going to just start off by giving some general remarks in that I found that this movie was at least half an hour too long because there's a lot of stuff in it that just doesn't need to be there and is in fact a waste of time. I actually lost count of the number of times in the Benny Hill-esque hijinks, which constituted the second half of the movie. People were just escaping from captivity, being recaptured in different groups, being moved from one room to another by the witch for no readily apparent reason. Uh, and then it seemed like they were being saved, but then they weren't. And then they would just go back and forth and back and forth. It felt like nothing was happening and a lot of time was being wasted. So, um... That wasn't fun at all. Also, there were a lot of characters. A lot of the time, I didn't get the characters' names. For several scenes after they were introduced, a lot of them looked very similar. And also, some of them, their relationship to the other characters was never explained. And added to that fact, in like the second half of the film, where everyone is getting captured and uncaptured repeatedly... They are tied up with like spider webbing, which is mostly over their faces, and they have an apple in their mouth as well, held in with web which makes it very hard to tell the three very similar looking guys who are all tied up apart. So I kept thinking one of them had died when in fact it was a completely different character. Um, but with that aside, let's get into what I will call the plot because it, it's not really a plot in the sense that it doesn't seem to have been purposefully set down. It's just a plot in terms of random events that occurred. We started out with point of view in a wood, which was dark, oh so dark, and then went in through a window to a kid who was awake and scared in bed, and her mum comes in to tell her to knock it off and go to sleep, and she says that the wicked is going to get her because um, the wicked eats kids to stay young, and that she went with some older kids into the woods and broke a window in a house, and that that means the wicked is now after her and is going to get her. And that she and her friend Jenny, who does not appear in the film, uh, went there together. The mum says that this is a story that was around when she was a kid. There's no such thing as a witch. And while she's saying this, we get like witch vision through the window where everything is red except people who are just kind of grey. Um, just watching her. And then the mum goes like, I have some work to do, so I'm just going to leave. Go to sleep. And then she leaves. And then the kid predictably gets got through the window by, you know, whatever it was that was watching her. 
Um, the effect of her getting got is that the window opens by itself and some hands come through and then some sort of whooshy Doctor Who-esque CGI effects kind of drag her towards the window uh, and then she disappears. Then over the opening credits there are images of newspapers and stuff which talks about uh, witch burnings uh, and then a fire that was mysteriously started in the town and then the witch was blamed. There's a lot of pentacles uh, in just random pictures. And um, there's missing kids and hikers in the headlines. Uh, the open hearth is the witch's lair, question mark. Some sort of witch hunter is mentioned. And this really confused me because I thought, OK, so if a witch was burnt, that was probably in like, you know, the 16, 1700s. So it was confusing to me as to why there would be a headline in a modern looking paper about the occurrence. And it's never really explained when this witch was meant to have been burnt, except that it was meant to be a long time ago. Um, but from the looks of her house, it appears to have happened in the mid 80s. So I, I don't understand what happened there. After the credits, we then get the mum from earlier looking noticeably more dishevelled and tired, putting up these missing posters in town. And a girl who looks about 15 is cycling past her on a bike and kind of gives her a meaningful look and they share a kind of glance so I instantly thought that a lot of time had passed and that this girl must be Jenny the friend of like the seven-year-old kid who'd just been kidnapped but it turns out that there is like very little time has passed between the opening of the film and now like I'm gonna just gonna estimate that it's been a week because we're never told a specific amount of time so it's not really clear who this blonde girl is meant to be but then we cut to a funeral and the picture looks like the picture of the witch hunter that was in the paper um but apparently he's a local historian and also a magician in the stage magician sense and we meet his two grandkids who go unnamed for an astonishing amount of time uh, but one of them has dark hair and one of them is older and has kind of brown blondish hair so i guess that's a good way to tell them apart blondish grandson who looks to be about like 25 but for the purpose of the movie i think is meant to be 18 is outside with his douchebag friend and douchebag friend's girlfriend and douchebag friend says that he wants to be cremated because he doesn't want to get eaten by a bunch of bugs when he dies and i instantly thought uh oh he's gonna get eaten by a bunch of bugs but that doesn't happen uh, so they chat to each other for a little bit and we find out that the douchebag guy's name is Carter and that his girlfriend is called Tracy. And they also talk about Julie, who is apparently a new girl in the vicinity, and that they all want to go out together up into the woods to the witch's house. Because, of course, they do because they're dumb teenagers. But that blonde grandson can't really go because he's meant to look after his younger brother. His younger brother, by the way, who actually does look 18 and should probably be able to stay at home alone. But there we go. Uh, but he expresses a desire to maybe sneak off later and then go out with them anyway. The dark haired grandson then has a completely pointless conversation with his father about the afterlife and whether they believe in it or whatever. Um, and then the blonde girl crashes the conversation between Carter, Tracy and as yet unnamed blonde haired grandson. You can see how this was frustrating and uh, basically just insults them. It's not clear who she is. I thought she might be Julie the new girl they were talking about but she is not uh she then crashes the wake of the guy talks to the dark-haired grandson like she knows him although again they never talk call each other by name which is frustrating as fuck and then she accidentally breaks a bottle which has a feather tied to it and he says it was his grandfather's witch bottle and it's meant to protect you from witches 
The blonde girl is then named as Sam, and then we find out the name of a completely irrelevant park ranger who just gets murdered straight away. So I'm glad we knew his name. The park ranger, whose name is Jake, because I'm just going to tell you because the movie told me, so apparently it's information worth knowing, hears some weird noises after the radio goes silent and goes outside and gets his throat ripped out by a weird claw. We learn that the town is setting up for equinox celebrations for some reason, but there's also a local rhyme that says the equinox is the time when the witch comes out to feed, which is unfortunate. And we also find out from conversations between the douchebag teens uh, that basically she's meant to eat kids to stay young and beautiful and strong. Sam is just in town with unnamed dark-haired grandson when she gets accosted by a ginger cop and a cop wearing aviator sunglasses who are called Carl and Mahoney respectively and he tells the kid to shut your smelly dick hole um, which is fun for law enforcement to be saying but yeah he gives Sam a hard time about some uh, prank phone calls that she's been making which is apparently the crime of the century. We then meet Julie and I guess she's hot because of the music that plays when she is introduced and they like meet each other and start just being horny teens and based on the fact that she had long black hair and a lot of black eyeliner on and a weird collection of like silver necklace charms I assumed she was going to be a witch but she was not. We find a teeny bit out about the legend of the so-called local witch whose name I thought was Nadine Laureen from what they said but I think it was actually Lainine Doreen or words to that effect whatever but apparently she and her cover were burned by hunters but Nadine Loreen survived because she eats kids so it's unclear if she survived because she eats kids or she survived and now she eats kids but I don't know how she would have survived otherwise but there we go uh, they talk about how 15 years ago a kid broke a window at the house and vanished and then some hikers disappeared because basically the local legend is that the seniors at the high school used to go to her house, throw rocks at it, and if your rock just hits the house, you're fine. But if it hits the house and breaks a window, then you are not fine. You are dead. So they've stopped doing that at the high school, but the uh, teens decide that they're going to do it. And at this point, we find out that uh, blonde hair grandson is called Zach. Uh, him, Carter, Tracy and Julie are going up uh, to revive the senior prank and throw rocks at the house for you know funsies and because we still didn't know the name of his brother i just started calling his brother cody so there we go you'd think that the house would also run out of windows but this is explained because the windows fix themselves which i'll give it to them is kind of creepy cody isn't that happy that his brother's just disobeying their dad and going out to the woods leaving him on his own so him and sam hatch a plan to go into the woods and take pictures of his brother just at the woods where he shouldn't be and then use them to blackmail him later the theme of using photos to blackmail people is mentioned a lot throughout the film because zach says that he has pictures of cody which he can use to blackmail him and then sam says that she has pictures of the cop which he blackmails him with later so this town has a lot of blackmail going on because his grandpa's a magician cody does some magic tricks for sam while they're you know biking out to the witch's house while the others are driving uh, then they make out for a little bit and it feels like the movie's kind of plateauing because we seem to be getting bogged down in a lot of these interpersonal relationships without, you know, anything spooky happening. And also, I still don't know who Sam is and why she's in the story because everyone else is kind of related to each other or dating each other, but she's just random and we don't really know anything about her history. The four idiot teens, who are all 25, 
uh, get to the house and then they throw their rocks. Uh, one of them breaks a window, but they don't actually know whose rock that was. And it won't matter anyway, because spoiler alert, the majority of them are going to die. And they see a shadow moving in the house behind the broken window. And then Zack says it's the shadow of a tree. A moving tree that's inside the house? Zack may be, like, clinically an idiot. So they scram. Cody and Sam then pass the witch's stake in the woods, which is just like a big charred log and again that made me wonder how long it's meant to have been since these witches were killed because surely that would have rotted by now like we have a big bonfire in the fields behind my house like every year and by the next year all the like semi charcoal wood is basically gone it's just been mulched down in all the rain and the mud but apparently this stake is just still there fine uh, it's now night time and the four fuckwits make camp and chat and get it on as teens will. Uh, the witch whispers in the woods and Zack is like, what's that? And then he looks in the woods and sees a figure. But then Julie gets naked. So I guess he thinks there's nothing to fear and he just gets in the lake to skinny dip with her. Uh, and then they appear to do it in the lake, which is just she's on a hiding to bacterial vaginosis the real villain of the story. Sam and Cody then arrive at the witch's house and decide to throw rocks because I guess they're stupid too. And then Cody's rock breaks a window. Um, but he did look like he was actually aiming the rock before he threw it. So I don't know why he would purposefully aim for the window like an idiot. It also made me wonder because obviously one of the windows is already broken and is shown to still be broken at this point. What if your rock goes through a broken window and hits the witch? Do you die extra quickly or do you earn like extra points? Unclear. Uh, the door of the house then opens and a terrifying CGI witch chases them so they run away. In the meantime, Julie has emerged from the lake that is swimming with bacteria and she finds the teddy bear of the missing girl which is embroidered helpfully with the missing girl's name just like lying in the grass and says clearly this means the kid is around somewhere and they should go looking for her because they have no cell reception and can't call the police, obviously. Uh, Sam and Cody are still fleeing from the witch and he makes a, a short video recording on her camera to say that the wicked is real and is chasing them. The fuckwit four go back to the witch's house to look for the missing girl and Julie wants to go in so she and Zach go inside. Uh, they hear crying, investigate it, go down to the basement, find a massive trapdoor in the basement that leads to some sort of sub-basement and at this point I really started to wonder again when was this witch meant to be around? Because she has a multi-story modern house with vents and electric and electricity that still works because there's a light bulb in the basement. She also has a basement and a sub-basement. So I don't know when this house is meant to be built and I officially gave up trying to work out. They discover heaps of camping stuff stashed in the secondary basement, which suggests obviously that all these hikers that have been going missing have met their end here. They find where the crying is coming from and it is the missing girl who is kind of tied up with something that does not look like spider webbing, but it looks like kind of beige seaweed. And also a red apple has been like tied into her mouth like she's like a little piglet that they're going to roast, which was quite funny. Outside, Tracy and Carter see the window fix itself, so they realise that something's going down. Zack and Julie then rescue the kid, drag her out of the mucus net and like carry her out of the house. Um, the, they all then rejoin, go back to the campsite to find that the car has been stolen and all of their camping stuff has been taken. So they decide to head for the ranger station, but then they see Max and Sam's bikes, realise that Max is in the woods somewhere. Oh, by the way, Cody's real name is Max. This is when we find that out like halfway into the film 
but okay. I'm going to keep calling him Cody. So Zach picks up the video camera and sees that his brother made a short video explaining the plot of the film and decides that they have to go back to the witch's house. Then there's some sort of talking about who's going to go where and who's going to go who to get to help. And all of these things just drag out so much time. So I'm just cutting them out of the summary. The witch then teleports around to scare them and separate the group. And then Julie gets into the bushes with Amanda and covers Amanda's mouth to stop her crying, but leaves the giant torch on. So if the witch doesn't get her, the moths will. Tracy gets got, and I assume Carter also gets got, but I don't remember that happening. But later on, he is seen to be captured, so I guess they got him. Zach returns to the witch's house to try and find Cody, but Sam is in a tree, somehow. That never explained how she gets up there, and says that it got Max, so... Clearly the witch got Max, or Cody. We then get our first like close-up of what the witch looks like because she's wearing like a hooded cloak over a dress. And um, she has an evil goblin face that makes her look like an orc from Lord of the Rings. So clearly if she's eating all these kids to stay young and hot and powerful forever, it's not going very well because she looks like Chewbacca's ugly cousin. And at this point, because it was so obviously a mask that she was wearing, I started to wonder if maybe the whole point of... Uh, Cody being interested in magic like stage magic and his grandpa being a stage magician meant that maybe this was some sort of trick or hoax that had been set up and that was all going to be a twist in the film because it felt like the movie had been going on for quite some time now and there didn't seem to be anything interesting happening in the plot it was just people running here there and everywhere in various combinations and getting scared by the witch unfortunately that's not what happens and the film just continues to be a clusterfuck Sam gets sent to the ranger station to call for help and Zack goes into the witch house and gets locked in the basement. The trapdoor they went down previously is now webbed shut so he gives it a couple of smashes with a poker or something to try to get it open but can't. So then he goes down a creepy hallway which is in the basement level which somehow seems to end up in the same place anyway on the, the sub-basement below. So I'm very confused as to the layout of this house and how big it's meant to be but at this point I'm just too bored to care. We see the witch is chanting over a body which is webbed on a table and I think it's Max but he's not on a table later so I guess she moves him for no reason. The witch then surprises Zack who's coming up behind her to knock her unconscious and she slashes at his throat and this like brown fog comes out and then he turns completely grey and falls on the ground which you think means he's dead but he's not he's just unconscious so I don't know why she had to make him grey and slash his throat so brown stuff could come out but she did. The witch then takes a bunch of hair from Tracy, Zach and Cody and vanishes. It's unclear if she ever does anything with this hair but I'm going to assume she didn't. Sam basically has to bait the cops into trying to arrest her because they think that she's making a prank phone call because she just phones them up and says there's a witch in the woods and we're all gonna die as opposed to saying I found that missing girl in the woods which the cops would kind of have to come and investigate. So Sam is also clearly an idiot. At this point we see uh, Zach and Cody both webbed, tied up, appled and stuck on the wall which means that the witch then moved Cody from where he was tied up on the table and then moved him back into a completely different room and tied him to the wall just so he could be with his brother but then she keeps coming back and taking people and moving them back to that table anyway so it seems pointless that she would have moved him but there we go. We then see her run someone who... Uh, that point I assumed was Cody but it actually turns out to be Carter it's just his face is covered in webbing so it's hard to work out who is who uh, running him through a hand-powered mincer at the end of the table um, 
there's a lot of cgi fake blood just like flying out and it doesn't look great um and mincing him although there's nothing like pushing him into the mincer because she's cranking it by hand but surely that you'd also have to push him into it he's not on a conveyor belt he's on a wooden table but there we go she then adds some of this man mince to a cauldron and eats the resulting soup her face gets all kind of magical and shimmery but then it doesn't really appear like anything's happened so she goes and grabs tracy from the room where everyone's tied up on the wall minces her a little bit and then eats some more of the soup um and the magic thing happens again and it seems like she gets a little bit more human now if she has to like just eat people like a certain number why isn't she just mincing all of them or just slicing a little bit off all of them and putting it in the soup so she can eat them all at once instead of mincing them part way in stages that doesn't make a whole lot of sense during the mincing of Tracy, Zack manages to escape and he gets Max free. They then jump the witch when she comes back in, stab her, and then she screams and chases them out of the house. There's only 20 minutes left in the movie, so just thank me because I've cut out a lot of dead wood here. They then get chased around a bit, somehow end up in the room with the top half of Tracy, which has yet to be turned into mince. The cop, meanwhile, reaches the ranger station and arrests Sam because she's just sitting there next to the phone where she made what he assumes is a prank call. And then we see Julie continuing to carry Amanda through the woods because we'd all kind of forgotten about Julie. And she then finds a dead ranger and a cop car like arrives just as she staggers back to the road. So I assumed this was the car that Sam had been arrested and put in, but it turned out to be a completely different cop car. And I assumed that Sam had found that phone at the ranger station, but apparently it was just a completely different place with a payphone. So that confused me. The witch then continues to pursue Cody through the woods. Uh, Cody reunites with Zack in the woods. Not sure how they got split up, but then Zack spends like five minutes of dialogue convincing Cody to run for it while he distracts the witch. He then distracts the witch, but Cody is caught instantaneously. And then they get tied up again and taken back to the room where the tied up people go. So the intervening escapes, etc. was just a waste of my time. They could have just stayed tied up. Because Julie has now been picked up by the cop car with the missing girl, that cop gets on the radio to the cop that has arrested Sam. He finally believes her story and they go to the witch house. And uh, Sam is left outside in the car. Mahoney is the other cop who's there. And I assumed he was the one who picked up Julie and amanda the missing kid but they are not shown at any of this point in the car like you see the witch trying to get into the car where sam is later on but you don't see anything to do with julie or amanda they basically disappear from the movie right up until the final scenes which was very strange anyway the witch kills the cop who was left outside carl the cop with the amazing ginger mustache goes inside and he sees the kids tied to the table and like webbed but then he radios and says there's nothing there because he can't actually see them. He just sees an old ruined house and, and he can't see or hear the kids, which is kind of cool. Meanwhile, the witch has magic to open the car that Sam is hiding in. And uh, so she flees into the house just in time for the cop to come outside, see the dead cop on the ground and then get attacked by the witch who does that weird like throat slashy turn him grey thing, which essentially just makes people fall unconscious for about 30 seconds on the floor so you could just hit them with a big stick and it would have the same effect 
Now, after the witch killed Mahoney, the, the first cop, she somehow became more human, even though she didn't then mince and eat him. So now she basically looks completely human, except for some really scary uh, pointed shark teeth. Um, she then catches Sam and Cody in the hallway. She does a weird spell that makes them fall asleep and then starts doing the magic Doctor Who title sucky thing did to the girl at the beginning to get them towards her. But this doesn't work because the second cop, Carl, comes up behind her and shoots her in the head, which doesn't kill her, just pisses her off. And then Sam and Cody just wake up from whatever spell she tried to do. This witch does not seem to be very effective at her job. So they get up and they go to save Zack, who is still tied to a table. At this point, I was just wondering how much longer the movie was going to be and how many more times people were just going to get kidnapped and tied up only to be saved and then kidnapped again. At this point, Cody hits on the idea that they should make witch bottles, which was mentioned right at the beginning when uh, Sam inadvertently broke his grandpa's witch bottle. He grabs some of the many fancy glass bottles that are all over the wall and Sam queries why the witch has so many witch bottles already and he says oh she must be using them to protect herself which I know technically like the, the folk magic is that they made people used to make witch bottles to protect themselves from witches but that also it's something that a witch can make to protect herself but it just seemed really weird in the movie that they didn't explain any of that. They were just like, we can negate her magic with a witch bottle, which she has plenty of because she has them for some reason. So they pop a bunch of blood into their bottle and it then glows bright blue and scares the witch away for about 20 seconds before she comes back and then just does a spell and the bottle explodes. So again, that's just another pointless thing they've put in. Sam then reminds Cody that witches burn, which basically everything does, and he gets out his lighter and then they flamethrower her with just a random aerosol they found on the ground and she dies and then all the witches, all the windows break as, uh, as she does so. Then a bunch of EMTs and a SWAT team arrive to go over the house uh, while everyone gets medical attention. This is when Julie randomly shows up again and is reunited with Zack because theirs is an eternal love based on two conversations and one skinny dipping section. The film is still not ending at this point and I'm just kind of wondering like what's going to happen because there has been no twist in this tale. There has been no secret identity of the witch. There have been no revelations about what actually caused this witch to go on a rampage and start killing kids in this town. No secrets revealed about the grandpa. No discernible plotline aside from people getting kidnapped, released and then kidnapped again. But then a cop who we've never seen before comes over to say that uh, the witch's body was not found in the house. We get some news reports about how kids in the town still believe in this myth uh, and how the little girl was found safely. And then a red haired, completely human looking woman approaches a kid at a park. The kid's mum then comes over and just kind of takes her away from the red haired woman who then turns to face the camera and show us her scary shark teeth. And that's the end of the film. So initially I was sort of enjoying the film because the production values were okay it looked like a movie which is always good the acting was not terrible not great but it, it was okay uh, and it seemed like there was actually a witch in the film which is always a plus what annoyed me about it is that after the first 20 minutes where we get info dumped with a lot of backstory about the witch and the words and the folk tales surrounding her. Nothing else happens in terms of an actual story. 
all that happens is just basically a list of people's movements. People go here, people go there, people get kidnapped, people get rescued, people then get kidnapped again. Cops show up, different cops show up elsewhere, groups of people are reunited and separated throughout the film, but nothing really seems to happen. And there are various inconsistencies in the witch's behaviour that just made me wonder what her actual goal was because if it was to eat a child why had she kept this amanda kid for an unspecified amount of time which was long enough for her mum to go out and put missing posters up and not eaten her and yet when she manages to catch some teenagers she decides to eat them there and then it just didn't make a lot of sense so overall there wasn't a huge amount to this film in terms of plot or story to enjoy and it did get incredibly boring after about half an hour and I barely made my way through the rest of it because it, it was just so uninteresting and I didn't really have a huge motivation to see what happened next because nothing was happening. <laughs> so um, I can't really recommend this one unfortunately uh, but I'm hoping that uh, the next one that I watch will be better and at least this one actually had a witch in it so it's head and shoulders above other films that I've watched about people randomly fucking about in a wood for ages without there actually being a witch in the story. I hope you've enjoyed this episode remember you can get in touch on twitter or by email or in the comment section just to let me know if you've watched this film what you thought of it and if there's any other films that you can recommend to me. And in the meantime, I'll see you in the next episode. Bye!